The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Have you realized? I have developed a terrible, terrible addiction. Dare I say, a vice to really bad TV. And uh, part I'm of familiar me, with this addiction. I suffer from the same. But mm, no, mine's pretty bad. You actively engage. I get sucked in because you're actively engaging. I uh, I like really bad TV shows. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is really good TV shows. Um, and I've really grown to appreciate TV shows that are really so bad in their storytelling that you have to have a small, um, maybe like a black book or maybe even a map, like a, a story map that tells you what's happening at any given time. Well, what what show are you talking about? Well, I mean, there's a lot of them that come to mind. I mean, obviously the new Attack on Titan Season is one uh, of them. Yes. Um, no one, don't act like you know what's going on. You've watched sparingly. Anime. You don't like you it. Don't lie. She doesn't like it. You like it. I That's okay. don't judge you for it. My anime is your reality TV. Um, I watch a lot. Well, actually, you know, it's so funny is I don't watch a lot of the popular reality TV. I watch the obscure reality TV. Okay. Like the ones that you, you never watch the full episode. You like see YouTube clips of them that go viral and well, stuff like that. I watch the full episodes. Well, that's great. But we're going to go back. I don't watch The no, Bachelor. We're, we're, no, see, we're I keeping you away from this. I don't no, watch we're, we're Love at First Sight or pull, whatever reeling the it other back ones in. are. No, we're reeling it back in because once we get started on this, you won't stop. You will, The whole I episode will, keep going. will be about trash TV. I watch Freaky Eaters uh, and no, Adults God. Adopting Adults. Oh, my God. Well, Rock of Love okay, in so 2022. Reeling it back. We're reeling it back. Uh, to answer your question about bad TV shows that are really good, I really enjoy watching The Witcher. Yeah, I enjoy watching The I Witcher too. Fell asleep during the last two episodes, and now I don't know what happened to Yennefer. So, um, it, it's you sound just like him. Really? No, I no, don't. not at all. It's okay. Actually, you're pretty close. It's not H- bad. Henry Cavill. I'm. I just like watching I'm Henry Superman. Cavill, but yeah. <laughs> I'm Superman, but now I'm Demon Superman. That is a great show. I actually um, have not watched any of season one. I've only watched the first couple episodes of season two and well, I'm into it. Well, let's, let's, I don't even know the details. By great show, I mean by Netflix standards, it's a great show. Is I'm, it on Netflix? It's I on Netflix. I can't even keep up with, yeah. with, with what shows all of coming them are out trash. on which. All of them are trash. All of Yet the pla- it's, we are back at cable. We are on cable. We're in cable again. We are in cable. Please add up all the way. prices. Add up all the prices, and boom, you have a cable. Well, package. it was quite funny. Like yesterday, I think it was. Net- Netflix emailed. I got the email from them saying they were raising the price, and I was complaining to you. And then I went online and I realized we were paying for the the 4K one or whatever the high definition one is, and we don't even have a TV. That's for how that privileged we are. Well, I, we then pay I, I for down, things no, that don't I downgraded work. it, and now we're paying less than we were 
before they raised the price. So I'm mm. very happy. Well, that's great. You saved a dollar and a half uh, per, per month. It was one um, And speaking of other weird, terrible TV shows, you wrote me into watching a terrible documentary, excuse me, uh, last night, which I don't know what it was called, and I don't care what it, it was, was called. It was our Valentine's Day documentary, and it was, it was called terrible. The Tinder Swindler, and it was terrible. on Netflix. Absolutely and I'm sure terrible. many have watched it because it's been trending on Netflix I the last couple days. I have lost all faith for humanity. Not because there are swindlers out there and not because, well, partially because Tinder exists, but purely because that even happened. That entire scenario. I, it's not the only scenario either. I'm sure there's I'm many more. I'm at a loss That's for words. That's the one that got a Netflix deal. I'm at a loss for words. I really hope, I hope that the, the Netflix paid those girls for their interviews to get out of that debt. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so, the idea of... Listen, you're my husband. Am I? And if you called me and said that enemies were after you and you needed me to take out a loan for a credit card, I don't know, honey. No. I might I might just leave you hanging. Uh, first of all, um, don't we're you married. dare be condescending to me and call me honey. Secondly, um, I would never, ever, 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 ever ask for you to take a credit card out. I would ask for you to write checks <laughs> and, pull, and write fake checks. Um, but anyway, speaking of... Uh, that weird intro um yeah don't watch that for our listeners don't watch don't watch anything. watch just, it just read a book read a book i'll read a book write a story that's true reading a book is paint a, good a idea. painting and and that's it we're wrapping up i think that's the end of the the podcast episode oh, we don't need to talk about anything else um welcome to episode 36 of the wolf and bull podcast i of course um if you're a returning listener, you know that I'm the wolf. Uh, if you are also a returning listener, you know that Beowulf is across from me. Again, the bull is, um, he will be actually back really soon. We have a special episode coming up uh, as the next episode in between this one and part three of Virtue. We'll have a special guest. So it's going to be super, super nice. But uh, before we jump into episode 36, just a quick reminder. You know, if you like what you hear, minus that weird intro that we just had, um, and you think our Wolf and Bull family should grow, you know, give us a like, follow us on Instagram. And if you're feeling really nice, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts would be fantastic. Beowulf, the Bull, and I do this in our spare time, so any assistance is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy this episode, which, again, as I mentioned a second ago, will be a part of a three-part discussion. So we are in part two. If you haven't listened to the first one, go back and take a listen to what the first episode is about. Um, but yeah, so right, awesome. Let's jump right into it, as the uh, the famous ones say. And Beowulf's already yawning. Jesus Christ! I'm so sorry. It's late. Oh, you gotta I go, 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 go! Get had run and get and an rice. energy drink. Get an energy drink. Oh no! Get hyped up, dog. Uh, it bro, was, it's raining right now outside. If I had an energy drink this late, you're are you drinking right now? Oh no, that's not. No, I'm drink. drinking. Uh, I can't. I don't even know if I can mention the name. Probably not. Of course you could. I'm drinking Liquid Death. Everyone saw their Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, they lost a lot of money. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, by the way, uh, why? Why do we care? Why do we care? Why do you care? Do you care? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It, it was not. I'm sorry. I said this in the last episode. Go sports. I don't you Go sports. I I, I enjoy yeah. competitive sportsmanship. I enjoy. Competitive ooh, sportsmanship. Yeah, see, I made that up. I I enjoy the the idea of competing and winning and all that stuff but to be frank i really don't care what does football mean to who you? wins what does football mean to you first word that comes to your mind domestic abuse <laughs> oh yikes 
I'm Way to go, kidding. Roger Goodell. I'm just kidding. Are you kidding? Because it's the first word that came to your mind. Football, um, the first word that comes to my mind is Gatorade. Yeah, okay. I, I guess I can get uh, too many that. Too many Gatorade commercials from the early yeah. 2000s have been... Yeah, back when they were relevant. Yeah, have um, been in it, my head. You know how they came about, right? Weird, interesting story. Gatorade? Yeah. No. Florida Gators. The organization. Yep. The 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 college? Mm-hmm. Is that Florida University? What is it? The University of Florida. University of Florida. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's a whole what? thing that we're not going to jump into. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, it has nothing to thing. do with virtue. Uh, not going to... Uh, well, I mean, maybe it does. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, weird side thing. But I guess, you know, domestic violence fits right in with sports. Um, one thing that I have noticed, by the way, uh, strangely enough, always with football players, always seemingly, uh, and maybe basketball players to a lesser degree, uh, there, there is a lot of domestic violence violence i don't ever hear about any of it from hockey well, here's the thing you hear about it soccer. but I, I vast majority let's be frank about frank why that's the second time i've said that why is that now a phrase i've said twice in like five minutes anyway vast majority of spouses in professional sports i don't think well, are football. involved in any kind of oh yeah yeah domestic violence that yeah. was a joke that was a joke that was a joke it's okay really funny well, really I funny. know it was so funny. It made you laugh. Well, I don't it care. It probably won't I, make some I, I honestly laugh, just, so I'm sorry. Who cares? I, I don't care. You don't care. No one cares because here's the thing. At the end of the day, does football really matter? Does it really matter right now? No. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't but, matter. But a comment no. like that, you know, we learned last week that virtue is a behavior showing high moral standards. Don't try and bring us. Don't try and start the podcast. I'm yet. segueing. Don't us. segue. This is not the segue yet. But yes, we did learn that. Um, you know what? I yeah. We don't need to talk about football. We don't need to talk about the Super Bowl. It's done. Joe Burrow lost. I'm sorry he did because I thought he would win. But the Rams won. They brought a Super Bowl trophy to the worst city in the country. Just kidding. The second worst city in the country. Um, behind who's the first? You know, Muncie, gotta, Ohio. No, because they're innocent. It's probably a pleasant little town. Oh, yeah. I don't um, know. I've never been. I'm sorry, Muncie. Detroit? Is Detroit still the worst? Anyway. No, don't um, hate on Detroit. I'm not hating on Detroit. I'm just asking questions. These are valid questions. Uh, would you go Jeez, there? Would you go to those cities? Would I've you move to, to either? Would you move I've to never either? been to Muncie. Would you move to either? I've been to LA a thousand would times. Would you move to either city? No. There you go answered itself <laughs> but yeah as beowulf just said you know a uh, virtue is a behavior showing high moral standards we established this in episode 35 and interestingly enough the term virtue itself is derived from the latin virtus i said that wrong uh which is the personification of which was the deity virtus um and had connotations of manliness honor worthiness and deferential respect and civic duty as both citizen and soldier mm. um just to give a little bit more depth to what the term really kind of a where it came from and where it originated. Um, we discussed the partial history in the last episode, at least you know the phys- philosophical side of virtue, some moral virtues, virtue today, and our opinion on virtue signaling. We may go back to the virtue signaling side of things again, but in this episode, we'll discuss the theological side of virtue and then some different virtues um, that I think are, are pretty interesting. Theological. Um, well, it, it, very high level. I think in the next episode, we're going to go to a little bit more modern understanding, maybe bring it back because there's a bunch of different theological virtues as well. That I, I was going to say, there's probably um, very there's so many wide net, so many. Um, so you know, interestingly enough, not really because we shouldn't be surprised about this, even though we're us Americans have a tendency to be super ignorant to things. But uh, other countries have other other countries. Wow, other countries and cultures have different forms of what we in the West consider virtue. 
uh, for example, you know, fundamental to Buddhist ethics, merit would be considered an Eastern comparison to virtue. It is a beneficial and protective force which accumulates as a result of good deeds, acts, and thoughts. Uh, Buddhism's four, please forgive me if I butcher this, uh, Buddhism's four Brahma-vihara, divine states, can be regarded as virtues in the European sense. They are the following, loving kindness or benevolence, compassion, empathetic joy, and equanimity. Equanimity. Yeah. I like that word. Yeah. Should I look up what it is? <laughs> you probably should. We should probably know what the definition is. Equanimity. Equanimity is uh, just mental calmness, composure, you know, the evenness I... of temper. Yeah, that's important. You are an equanimitable person. Is that a word? Um, I don't know, but I aspire to be equanimitable. Equanimous? Equanimity? English is hard. Um, so merit making. <laughs> it is hard. Um, Much respect to English second language people, because I wouldn't want to have to go from my... Yeah, I only speak English. Thank God you said <laughs> that. We <laughs> No, I, I, really I have so worried. much respect for people who learn English as a second language. It's a hard language. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, you know, when it comes to, you know, that idea of merit, you know, there's also an, an idea of merit making, which is an important Buddhist practice. Um, merit brings good and agreeable results, determines the quality of the next life and contributes to a person's growth towards enlightenment. In addition, Merit is also shared with a deceased loved one in order to help the deceased in their new existence. Uh, According to Buddhists, merit is connected with the notions of purity and goodness. Merit is a force that results from good deeds done. It is capable of attracting good circumstances in a person's life, as well as improving the person's mind and inner well-being. Moreover, it affects next lives to come, as well as the destination uh, destination a person is reborn. Um, Throughout the centuries practice in modern Buddhism, um, this idea has grown to increase forms of merit making, becoming involved in rituals, daily practices, and festivals. Um, so that's kind of interesting, you know, mm. that, that in a totally different area, um, the same idea kind of has, you know, sprung up probably at a different time. Um, but I just found it to be pretty, pretty interesting. Um, now, additionally, there's also the concept of Te, which is the con- key concept in Chinese philosophy. Um, and that's spelled D-E? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Taoism. Tao. Yeah. Um, Usually translated inherent character, inner power, integrity in Taoism, moral character, virtue, morality in Confucianism and other contexts, and quality, virtue, or merit, virtuous deeds in Chinese Buddhism. So it has also kind of moved across um, different areas. Um, Hmm. Now there's also Mat. uh, I would assume it's Maat, which was an ancient Egyptian concept of truth, balance, order, law, morality, and justice. Ma'at was also personified as a goddess regulating the stars, seasons, and the actions of both mortals and deities. The deities set the order of the universe from chaos at the moment of creation, according to the Egyptians. Um, So it was both an Egyptian goddess and also a concept. Yeah, which I think I think in a lot of ways is kind of uh, it transcends a lot of different cultures. I mean, we can think of, you know, uh, a lot of characters, I would assume, you know, historically that we you know deem to be virtuous kind of are synonymous with virtue as time mm. goes on. Uh, what, what wasn't like uh, Abe Lincoln, like supposedly super virtuous and George Washington. Yeah, I mean, depending on who you ask these days, but sure. Well, I mean, according to the stories that are told. Right. right. You, you hear, you know, George chopped down a cherry tree. Chopped down. He chopped down. Chopped down. <laughs> chopped salad. Yeah. 
She's delirious, folks. She's it's, she's low it's on. It's eight thirty at night. Here, it's past here, my here, bedtime. Have, have some uh, have some, some don't liquid spill it on death. Your drink. Or oh, don't spill this on is your, this is a a line. We're not flavor. advertising for Liquid Death right now, unless you want to sponsor us, Liquid Death. Um, no, it's all right. But uh, yeah, we didn't really. So I, I think that's a good point. Um, there's definitely a lot of, you know, uh, s- synonymous situations. Well, I think it's interesting that it it's it's specifically personified as a goddess regulating in in Egyptian. Um, culture and religion regulating the stars and the seasons mm-hmm. so how would that connect with the concept of truth i guess balance you could say balancing the seasons balancing the stars and the i think daytime. that's a question for another podcast episode i think that's on e- that's egyptian an egypt- theology uh, yes yeah. or an egyptologist i wanted to be an egyptologist when i was younger i actually went to a summer camp for Egyptology. Oh, you did. I wow. did. You were privileged. It's very nice. I went to a summer camp for summer camp. I would I did that too. Yeah. My summer camp was less summer campy than yours though because it was I had to I, I had to watch I remember I was watching the um them embalm somebody. Oh yeah. It was like were a simu- it was simulated. No, it oh, wasn't damn. real. <laughs> but I was a kid and they were teaching you how the <laughs> Egyptians <laughs> would embalm <laughs> people all right we're gonna bring in our volunteer <laughs> steven thanks steven so much for donating your body we're gonna embalm you in front of the children that would be terrible um it was very interesting yeah and so and i think that would definitely be a good episode you know to learn a little bit more about uh what it's hailing outside oh cool well now i have to cut you, this oh, out you can't hear it. i can hear it um now i can um for all of our listeners it's hailing outside in california is this the end? <laughs> it's hailing very uh, hard. So, no, oh yeah, it is. Wow. Um, so, you know, obviously we didn't touch this much in the last episode, but uh, there's also the four cardinal cardinal virtues um, associated with classic Greco-Romans. Um, those are, you know, referenced as temperance, prudence, courage, or fortitude and justice. Some of these were included in the moral virtues that we mentioned, but we didn't really dive too much into them. Um, you know, ancient Romans used the, the Latin word virtus, uh, derived from ver and the word uh, for man to refer to all of the excellent qualities of men, including physical strength, valorous conduct, and moral rectitude. Mm. Um, and not to be confused with a moral rectitude. Ha ha ha, 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 ha. Um, and obviously then Christian- Christianity derives uh, three theological virtues of faith, hope, and ch- uh, love, specifically charity from 1 Corinthians 13. Um, now there are also seven heavenly virtues. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, anyone who has any background in Catholicism or understands the the history of the Christian church, um, uh, these heavenly virtues, according to Aurelius Prudentius Clemens, he was a Roman Christian poet born in 348 are listed in Aurelius's book, uh, Psychomachia or battle of souls, which is an ancient allegory, which is an allegory story, uh, or allegorical story of conflict between vices and virtues. The virtues depicted in his book were chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, patience, kindness, and humility. So kind of a whole, kind of a very similar theme amongst mm-hmm. all of these, really, um, and, which, I again, I find to be so interesting because different cultures are in different timelines and different tracks, and they all came to the same conclusion. Mm. It's it's like everyone could agree, like, what is a pleasant person to be yeah. surrounding yourself or pleasant people to be surrounding yourself with? It's and most, most, um, most places around the world seem to agree. I like someone who's patient with me mm-hmm. and kind and yeah. hu- and, and very um, has you know humility. Wow. Well, goes to show we just have human nature, don't we? 
It's a hot take. I love it. Love that, <laughs> that hot was take. Great. That was um, so good. You was, can quote was, me on that. that a, we all have human nature. <laughs> we all have human nature. <laughs> you can quote me right next to like Michael Jackson with the. the I love that song, Human Nature. Dun, dun. Oh, I can't. Am I not supposed to sing? No, go ahead. Do it. Do what you need dun, to do. Dun, Get it out of your dun, system. Wow. Dun, 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 dun. Is that mm. the right song? I don't know. Wow. Now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. Dun, don't play dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. That's human nature. Okay. Why? Why? Oh, yeah. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were looking at me with such confusion that it's I was like, oh my gosh, am I somehow getting this song wrong? No. That's, that's, that is Why? one of the, the great Michael Jackson songs. Did I invite other children hey. over? Why? That's, Why? That's, it wasn't okay. I'm not going to. Well, we're not going to discuss that. Yeah, <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, yeah. I had to get it out of my system, but uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I think it, yeah, definitely is very interesting that we've kind of all, as a collective uh, species, um, with opposable thumbs, have advanced to such a degree where we have synonymous thinking across different cultures. Uh, people would say aliens. Some would say Alex Jones. I say just randomness. We've just come to this point of just complete and total. Uh, what, what what would that be? Serendipitousness, serendipity, serendipitous. Serendipity. Yeah, I like that. Um, diligence is one of the seven he- heavenly virtues. Mm. Diligence. I'm a very diligent person. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a diligent person. <laughs> diligent meaning like specific, intentional. Yeah. Yeah, Continue I love to that. Do something. Being an intentional person. Lightning's Is outside there now. Lightning? Whoa! What's happening? Let's reference. Let's reference things that none of our listeners can see. I just saw. Um, Is it gonna go boom? Maybe that would be funny. I'm waiting for the boom. I'll let you know if I hear it. Boom. Nothing um, yet. Yeah. So uh, you know, just uh, there's there's a bunch of different virtues too. Um, like different like uh, it's almost like they're different sects of virtue, not sex sects. S E C T. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, for those who can't tell the difference, sex and sects. Um, so, in accordance with Greco-Roman antiquity, the four cardinal virtues, as mentioned a little bit ago, uh, just to dive in a little bit deeper, uh, prudence, the ability to discern, to discern the appropriate course of action to be taken in a given situation at the appropriate time, fortitude, also termed courage, forbearance, strength, endurance, and the ability to confront boom. fear, boom. uncertainty, it just and boom, intimidation. Just now. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna have to cut it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't boom very um, loud. Sorry, I got And then excited. there's uh, there's temperance. Yeah, here in California, we don't have weather. Um, and there's temperance, which is also known as restraint, the practice of self-control, abstention, discretion, and moderation, tempering the ap- appetition or the appetite. Uh, Plato considered. I'm not even gonna attempt to re- re- read this. Plato considered sophrenensiae. Uh, which also may be translated as sound mindedness to be the m- sound mindedness to be the most important virtue. And then there's also justice, which is also considered fairness. The Greek word also having the meaning righteousness. So you know these are traced back to Greek philosophy and were listed in, by Plato, your favorite person. Uh, in addition mm, to piety, with the exception that wisdom replaced prudence as virtue, historians are really unsure of whether multiple virtues were of later construct and whether Plato subscribed to a unified view of virtue. So he wasn't really clear on which ones he liked or which ones he didn't, or if he subscribed to all of them or none of them. We don't really know because history mm. is a weird way 
of erasing itself. Right. Um, and then obviously, you know, Plato stated in some of his writings, uh, specifically Protagoras and Meno, because this guy was always writing, always, always writing something, um, that the separate virtues cannot exist independently and offers as evidence the contradictions of acting with wisdom, yet in an unjust way, or acting with bravery, fortitude, yet without wisdom. So, yeah, he's a... Uh, an interesting character that likes to speak in circles. I, yeah, I think that's what frustrates me about some of these philosophers is what they were doing was they were just, it was, it was a giant circle. Like you couldn't, you giant. couldn't, you know, it's like, it's like when you go to watch a documentary. Okay. <laughs> I'm bringing that now up. We're going back. Okay. Some of these like true crime documentaries. I don't watch those. Well, some of them, especially on Netflix, a couple of them are episodes long four five six episodes long and by the time you get to the end you don't know what happened yeah. there's no conclusion yeah and somehow there's like a filler five and a half of the six episodes were totally unnecessary and you're like do you want i just why? spent six hours watching something and i have no further information that i couldn't have got in the wikipedia article i know why do you want to know why why? It's because the marketing execs at hulu and netflix and hbo have realized that they're key audience me are young women and mothers and I'm they will get mother. you young women <laughs> comma and mothers mm. and they will get you to watch something that has anything to do with crime drama just because the name says crime and drama in it if there was a tv show called crime drama jenny i would assure you you would probably turn it on if it was just called crime, crime drama, drama. <laughs> I bet you there is. I'm going to look it up. Welcome to crime drama. But I bring that up because like you're sitting and you, you read some of Plato's teachings or Socrates or whoever, some Greek philosopher. All of them. Yeah, basically. They're all the same. And I'm like, okay, so this is just one giant circle. It's driving me nuts. I'm like, spent six hours watching look, episodes of your talking and I still don't have a good answer at the end. All they're doing is they're just getting in a circle together in their togas and they're basically circling each other in physical and in theoretical and mental ways um, all over the place. It would just be exhausting. Yeah. If I was sitting at one of these symposiums, I think in the beginning I'd be super excited, and then about seven hours in, I would I would be anyone livid. Anyone would be livid seven hours into a symposium. If it went longer than two hours, I would be livid. I don't know if they did seven-hour symposiums. They I'm probably, guessing, no. But. but I know they probably did other things with each other oh my during their symposiums. All right, um, move, move along, move along. Well, history is fascinating. Um, so there's also Aristot Aristot Aristotelian? Aristotelian? Was he a reptilian? Aristotelian virtue? Um, Aristotle? Aristotelian? Aristotelian? Aristotelian. Aristotelian, there you go. Aristotelian... <laughs> Aristotelian. <laughs> Aristotelian virtue, uh, which, uh, you know, your other favorite, uh, you know, yes. philosopher. Aristotle. Aristotle, as discussed in previous episodes, thought I much. I think you were talking about Socrates in the previous episode. Well, they're all the same. Um, <laughs> oh, they're, oh them, they wouldn't the, like that. They're if all the you said same. That. They're all dead. Who cares? Um, they thought, he thought much differently than Plato, obviously, he did. Um, in his work, Nicomachean Ethics, again, I'm butchering these. Uh, Aristotle defined a virtue as a point between deficiency and an excess of a trait. So his was more of a balanced perspective. Um, the point of greatest virtue lies not in the exact middle, but at a golden mean, sometimes closer to one extreme than the other. However, the virtuous action is not simply the mean, mathematically speaking, between two opposite extremes. 
In Nicomachean Ethics, Plato stated, at this, the right times, about the right things, toward the right people, for the right end, and in the right a- way, is the intermediate and best condition, and this is the proper, uh, the proper to virtue. Some examples of how Aristotle saw different virtues in contrast with their counterpart include courage between cowardice and foolhardiness and confidence between self-depreciation and vanity. Aha. Uh-huh. Weird, right? Or self-deprecation. <laughs> Self-depreciation. Like ve- Self-deprecation. <laughs> Self-depreciation. These seem like very fine lines to walk. Yeah, but he's saying in between. Um, and then obviously, you know, his idea was, you know, the balance between being an uh, an excellent human and not being an excellent human, right? So he would see it more in a gray way as, a, you know, if you're being virtuous, you may be closer to courage than you are to, you know, uh, cowardice. How very moderate of him. I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's, that's an interesting view. And then there's uh, Epicurean virtue, which I thought was really interesting. I think a lot of people probably hold this view today uh, unknowingly. Uh, Epicureans teach that the emotions, dispositions, and habits related to virtue and vice have a cognitive component that are and are based on true or false beliefs. By making sure that his ver- beliefs are aligned with nature and by getting rid of empty opinions, the Epicurean develops a virtuous character in accordance with nature, and this helps him to live pleasantly. Hmm. Weird, right? Yeah. Actually, you know what? I might have been wrong about that. I think the the next one is probably what people... um, Yeah, I think the next one is probably what people uh, have today uh, in a a more modern sense. This is my favorite. This is my favorite philosopher of all time. Uh, But the next virtue I want to discuss is Pyrrhonist virtue. Um, Pyrrhonist philosopher Sextus Empiricus. That is his name, Sextus Empiricus. He has no relationship to the philosopher Celibatus by Curious. Uh, he explained that Pyrrhonism is a way of life that, in accordance with appearances, uh, follows a certain rationale where that rationale shows how it is possible to seem to live rightly, quote-unquote, rightly being taken, not as referring only to virtue, but in a more ordinary sense, and tends to produce the disposition to suspend judgment. The idea behind Pyrrhonism is to avoid using dogmas or a set of principles laid down by an authority as incontrovertibly true. So you don't have a position but you may have a position, but your position can't be so rigid in the sense that it is an absolute position because sometimes there are gray areas and virtue lies in between all those areas. Okay. (laughs) Whole bunch of mealy mouth nonsense. Right. Well, with a name like (laughs) Sextus Empiricus, he would just have a bunch of... Hey, hey, hey. Sextus Empiricus. Hey, hey, Sextus Empiricus. Oh, Sorry. I don't want to disrespect him. How do you go around introducing yourself? Is that, how do you go? My name's Sextus. Nah. My name's Sextus. Hello, I'm Sextus. Like, well, how is he, you think his voice is like pip squeaky? Hi, I'm Sextus. Probably. Yeah. I'm going to lean towards that. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't really know how to name people back then. They don't know um, how to name them today either. It's okay. This is my child, Apple. Hey, don't Table. Hate on Apple. Is my child right angle? You know what? It's it's funny, but at the same time, is like, it funny? All of our names change over time. That's the thing. Do they? Like they do. They do. Mm-hmm. To some degree, but a lot of them have historical relevance. I well, what is Elon Musk's son? And what's his name? Ash. I think that's what they're calling. Nicknames, well, one of the one of the like, symbols within his name is pronounced Ash. Yeah, see? Yeah. You know, nothing. One day we're going to start naming the kids like uh, a combustion block or something. 
full good name. Good old CB. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, moving on from uh, combustion block, um, there's also prudence and virtue, which is pretty interesting. Um, Seneca, the Roman Stoic, said that the perfect prudence is indistinguishable from perfect virtue. A prudent person would act in the same way as a virtuous person. The same rationale was expressed in pl- by Plato in Protagoras. Protagoras, I need to say that better, uh, when he wrote that people only act in ways that they perceive will bring them maximum good, which is probably not, well, I would say maybe that's true. Plato um, saying people choose what's best for them rather than in their own if perception. It's wrong. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. To well, some degree. Okay. We'll say you want to rob a bank. If so, it's, it's, here's the moral question: If you could rob a bank and you knew you weren't going to get caught, would you do it? If you knew for a fact, like you knew without a shadow of a doubt, you were not going to get caught, would you rob a bank? Because mm. Plato's saying, yes, you always would. Is this money owned by anyone? Yeah, it's a bank. Yeah, then no, I wouldn't. Um, It's so, a bank. You're saying you wouldn't do it? No. Because it would still screw over tons of people. Some of these people at the bank may be like, Pedophiles don't care. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe every it's Robin Hood type thing. Every celebrity is a pedophile. All of them. Um, how do I know? Because Drake is uh, currently grooming people. That's how. Um, what are you shaking your head for? What we can't discuss that? That's uh, off limits. You. What I can't have an opinion. I know you're talking about uh, the the great explorer Drake. Who went to? <laughs> yes, who, that's exactly who, who I'm talking sunk about. Sunk in his ship somewhere. Yes, he yes. was obviously grooming young women at that time. What I I can't believe you would not let me speak about Nathan Drake. Nathaniel Drake. I can't believe you wouldn't let me speak about. Is that Nathan what his Drake. name is? Now I'm thinking of Nathan, Nathan Drake. Drake. No, from... his name is Nathan Drake. No, what yes. was his name? Explorer. What was the explorer's full name? That's what I want to know. Francis Drake. Oh, That's Francis what it Drake. was. He was an English explorer, uh, mm-hmm. sea captain, privateer, slave yeah. trader, naval officer, and politician. Still can't believe. Still can't believe that you would not let me talk about Francis Drake. I, uh, unbelievable. He died in 1596. And he left all of his concubines who were underage behind. Too bad. He was 55. That's old for that time. Um, but yeah, so you know, Plato obviously thinking that humans would engage in maximum good. I'm getting shamed. I'm getting shame eyes right now. Um, it is the lack of wisdom that results in making of a in the making of a bad choice instead of a prudent one. In this way, wisdom is a cert, cent, is the central part of virtue. So that is his perspective on that. Plato realized that because virtue was synonymous with wisdom, it could be taught a possibility he had later discounted. He then added correct belief as an alternative to knowledge, proposing that knowledge is merely the correct belief that has been taught, has been thought through and tethered. So knowledge can change. Okay, so he re- rewrites some history book type stuff, or what is he? Your See, takes the... are, are are just drowning in exhaustion. These are you people... are you even awake? Are I you... am awake. I'm just re- <laughs> I, I'm I'm like reading into this too much, which is probably why Plato and some of these philosophers philosophers I would be asking them questions, and they would just be getting a kick out of me sitting for hours getting not getting answers to anything i'm asking yeah 
that's it the drives whole, me crazy. The whole premise of this is why I like math. The whole premise of philosophy. This is why I love math. The whole premise because of philosophy because you can is you can do an equation and the answer is the answer. Yeah, but so is philosophy. No. Yes. Philosophy is very gray. I'm not saying it's it not. It is a well, giant math fifty can be shades. Gray too. It is more fifty shades of gray. Math can be gray too. Than Christian gray is. Abstract math can be gray. Mm. Yeah, Christian Gray, don't ever bring him up again. I'm <laughs> scarred for life. Um, and, and then moving forward, you know, Roman virtue, uh, and we, we've got a few different things. We're going to hop into vice in a little bit, but Roman virtue, in accordance to the earlier Latin definition origin of virtue, the Romans believed that the virtue was but one of many virtues with, with which Romans of good character were expected to exemplify and pass on through the generations as part of the Maus Marium. Marium? Marium? Um, ancestral maorium, maorium, um, ancestral t- traditions which defined Romanness. So I guess civic duty, being a good Roman citizen. Um, Romans distinguished between the spheres of private and public life, and thus virtues were also divided between those considered to be in the realm of private family life and those in the realm of civic duty required to be a good Roman citizen. Now, there are a ton of other modern interpretations of virtue that I think would be worth discussing in the next episode, uh, specifically from Rene Descartes, Immanuel Kent, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, and my boy, Benjamin Franklin. Um, but for now, I think Benny we're, we're going we're to move on and discuss vice, which is basically virtue's counterpart. Hmm. So what do you know of vice? Well, vice is a practice, a behavior, or a habit generally considered immoral, sinful, criminal, rude, taboo depraved, degrading, deviant, or perverted in associated society. So that is quite the vast array of Do you have any things. vices? I am none of those things. I'm perfect. Mm. <laughs> I think we all have some uh, vices, safe to say. We all have some things that are maybe taboo or immoral or sinful or criminal that we've done or will do or do today. You know what I did today? Now I'm concerned. What did you do today? I'm thinking, what's something I did Doesn't today? even know. Doesn't even know what <laughs> she did today. You know what I did today? Nothing. I did nothing at all. Come on, buddy. Are you okay? You good there? <laughs> <laughs> you doing I'm all trying right, to pal? think of a good example of something I did today, and I don't have any good ones. I, I wasn't very exciting today. Beowulf is so perfect that she did nothing of vice. Oh, I, I, I cut, oh, oh, I cut a loaf of bread this morning and I purposely gave you the smaller loaf of bread. Why would that be a vice? Or the smaller slice of bread. You still gave me food. Well, I don't need the bigger slice. I, I'm like half the person. Why would you assume half that? Half the I, person you are. Jeez. <laughs> thank half you. the size of you. <laughs> Why would you assume that I need a bigger slice of bread? Because you need more calories in your day Why? than I do. What do you do? For what reason? And I was just one of the bigger slices. Yeah. Why would you assume that? That's not a vice. No, you, you didn't do anything <laughs> wrong today, dude. Yeah. You know what I, you know what I what did, did today? today? You know what I did? I didn't push my chair back in at my desk. No, that's oh, not. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't put my blinker on turning into the driveway. That's not immoral. There's no one behind you. <laughs> you, you you were struggling. I didn't have a very exciting day of so, immoral uh, deeds. Uh, so, okay, so a day's only exciting if you do something <laughs> immoral? <laughs> yeah. It gives it a little extra spice. Yeah, my Tuesdays, uh, I don't really do too much immoral stuff. It's like stuff. some red hot pepper chili flakes on a day, you know? <laughs> a little cayenne pepper. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, no, I didn't do anything that was evil today. Well, it can refer to a fault or a negative character trait, 
a defect, an infirmity, or a bad or unhealthy habit. So um, today, I pressed snooze on my alarm. I did that. That's a bad habit. You still woke up at 6.45. (laughs) But I didn't get up at 6.30, which I wanted to do. So you slept in for 15 minutes. (laughs) Yes, that's a bad habit. You don't understand vice at all, my Uh, dude. You're you're like, wow. I don't even know what to say. I have no words. There's nothing I can say to that because there's nothing I can say that's going to outdo the lack of vice in your (laughs) life, clearly. So I'm just not I have my vices. Maybe I just don't need to share them. Well, clearly your vices are bad reality TV. I would say- That's true. That is is very much a vice. I I enjoy watching bad reality TV. Not even good reality TV. I have never seen- The the bad kind. I have never seen so many rundown- destroyed depressed human beings in one place as i saw on every single season of rock of love with by the way the bull looks exactly 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 like what's his face brett michaels brett michaels he looks just like he does look like it is hilarious i mean minus the bandana and the you put the bandana a little bit of eyeliner and he's done he's brett he doesn't wear he doesn't wear the the bell bottoms and ed hardy shirts anymore 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 he did it still point. can't believe bull i still can't believe you wore those it's okay but we you know all what? did we no i was poor i didn't know well, i wore. i had an I, ed, I, I had an ed hardy bikini at I, one point. I wore paper bags oh, okay. and did table scraps right right <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that, it, look, you know what? It was a time. It was a time and a place and the thing that people did uh, for some reason. Um, no one will ever know why. And when the aliens show up and the only thing that is left is an Ed Hardy t-shirt, they're going to think that it was the only thing everyone wore, which is hilarious. We all did. I bet you those sell online oh, for a God. lot of money now. Is he, are they out of business? Is that Hardy done? I don't think so. I know wonder, Juicy Couture it... came back. That was big oh, at the time too. God, I don't. They're doing like collaborations with Forever Twenty One or something. I actually sold a Juicy Couture bracelet that I've had for like ten years. I sold it on Poshmark. Okay. Did you know that? No, I didn't even know you had one of those. I don't even know what that is. It wasn't very expensive. I'm so out of touch with style these days that I don't even know what the trend is anymore. Huh. I really don't. We're um, going down a weird. No, it's weird okay. Path. It's fine. No, we we've we're only forty minutes into this. I mean, we've really we've been trucking through these notes. I mean, it was five pages of notes, and we're going. Um, but yeah, you know, vices—they're morally associated with the transgression in a person's character or a temperament rather than their morality. So, you so giving faults, me, I guess. Sins, yeah, I guess depravities. Yeah, and, wickedness. And, you know, yeah. Corruption. Yeah. And the, the, uh, as I yawn uh, into the mic, uh, the modern English term that best captures its original meaning is the word uh, vicious, which means full of vice. Oh, this, yeah. that's what vicious means. Yeah. Did not know that. Um, in this sense, the word vice comes from the Latin word vitium, which means failing or defect. Uh, by the way, this understanding has nothing to do with like vice in like the terms of like vice chancellor or like vice president mm-hmm. even though some would think that like dick cheney i mean guy shot a guy shoot a guy in the face while hunting which which is a pretty nasty how, mark on the resume how do you shoot a man how to shoot a man in the looks face like you and i will never know while hunting hmm. how did he live did the guy i'm pretty sure the guy lived i think he did too he didn't kill him how do you shoot someone in the face while hunting i really would love to know how that happens i don't know accident. you can ask alec baldwin though uh he's getting sued 
Yeah. He's innocent, though. He's innocent. It's a bit. Let's not even go down that path. He is. He hasn't been proven guilty yet. That's true. Innocent yeah, until there you go. Guilty. See? Oh, he's not. He doesn't have any criminal charges. Surprisingly. I really thought New Mexico was going to bring some criminal charges. They might him. still. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, well. No, no remorse, though. Speaking remember of. Remember that, that interview that he did? No, yeah. re- no regrets. <laughs> yeah. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets for killing someone. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Law enforcement. Oh, dude, I, I, I hope I get to that point in life where I am so just immune to any human emotion that I just can say something like that and with a straight face in an interview on primetime television. I think that that is the funniest possible thing. Uh, it's terrible, terrible situation, but and terrible that he did that, but also darkly, darkly humorous. Uh, just unbelievably humorous. Um, Yeah, you know, law enforcement, you brought that up. Law enforcement, strangely enough, on a side note, actually has vice crimes, depending on what jurisdiction you're in, which is really strange. Um, They may or may not be treated as a separate category in criminal codes, but even in the jurisdictions where vice is not explicitly delineated in legal code, the term vice is often used in law enforcement and judicial systems as an umbrella for crimes involving activities that are considered inherently immoral, regardless of the legality or objective harm involved. Um, in the United Kingdom, for example, the term vice is commonly used in, the, in law and law enforcement to refer to criminal offenses related to prostitution and pornography. In the United States, the term is also used to refer to cl- crimes related to drugs, alcohol, and gambling. Um, yeah, did not know that was a thing. Hmm, neither. So the lesser crimes are drug, alcohol, and gambling crimes? I guess, maybe. Hmm. Um, so, and then there's also, interestingly enough, something called a vice squad. Didn't know this was a thing either. Uh, it's a, it's a called a vice unit or a morality squad. Um, generally though, not always a police division whose focus is to restrain or suppress moral crimes. Uh, though what is sounds like some hall monitor type. No, this sounds like some fucking Orwellian shit. Um, though what is considered or accepted as moral crime by society often varies considerably according to local laws or customs between nations, countries, or states. It often includes activities such as gambling, narcotics, pornography, and illegal sales of alcoholic beverages. Vice squads do not concentrate on more serious crimes like fraud and murder. So would a meter maid be part of the hey, vice squad? Don't, don't shit on the vice squads. That's a badass name, dude. What do you do for a living? Oh, I work in a vice squad. I'm saying a meter maid. Are they saying you are taking up parking? No. no. A meter. I'm going to put some chalk on your tire a meter, no. and put a $300 ticket on your window when no. you're 20 seconds over your 30-minute limit. Uh, I'm saving this How, how can someone have a parking vice? I don't know. I'm addicted to parking. I'm trying to and find free parking I'm, I'm every a, time I'm, I'm in the city. I'm addicted to leaving my car past the time that yeah, I Yeah, I don't know vice squad. again i don't i don't think you i think i think there's a disconnect in the vices here with you we really need to introduce you to some immoral activity because i really don't think you understand <laughs> straight edge, i don't baby. think you, you are straight <laughs> dude you are you, yeah, you oh man if i ever don't have a ruler i'll just use you and i'll have the perfect balance whenever i hang something <laughs> that is uh, hilarious i like no that's no parking may, may meter maid is not someone who would be a part of the vice squad so would okay so, uh, you know how in some cities it's legal to be topless if you're a woman? Like which cities? Like, I think in New York City, you can legally... How much legally... do you think the tickets are there right now? Well, what? Like tickets to fly there? Yeah. Oh, you mean... T- l- yeah, one way. I don't know. 
Oh, you want to go there right now? <laughs> you're, dude, catch up, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You're so tired. She <laughs> sat there like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> really? New York has a I think, uh, Google, I think so. Googling this. I want to check where that. being topless I, I know there's, is there are, legal. There are like a handful of cities where it's Just technically sure legal. sound is down. Pretty sure. There's NYC. a website. It's called topless laws go topless.org <laughs> you just google topless woman in the should city should i click on this no, 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 no. my just... mouse is moving against my way i clicked on it um i'm pretty sure nyc oh yeah there's no yeah there's no boobies it's literally just a map yeah just okay a map. well no um, i think that well my point of that is okay so someone's walking down should the I read street them? should i read the cities uh, sure if you want to the official cities. Where you can of, legally be officially topless. Officially topless. This was tested, by the way, according to this .org website. Mm. Gotopless.org. Asheville, North Carolina. Interesting. Never would have guessed. I wouldn't have guessed that either. Austin, Texas. Makes sense. Been Boulder, there, Colorado. Sense. Also makes sense. Columbus, Ohio. Mm, okay. uh, Eugene, Oregon. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Honolulu, Hawaii. Definitely makes, makes sense. sense. Keene, New Hampshire. Okay. Confused. Uh, Key West, Florida at Fantasy mm. Fest. <laughs> What's Fantasy Fest? Oh. <laughs> We're going to have to work on do some good Fantasy Fest. Oh, my goodness. What is Fantasy Fest? No it's idea. a 10-day party in paradise for grown-ups. Oh. What happens at Fantasy Fest? That is literally... Festival has grown to encompass more than 60 parties, costume marches, street fairs, and glamorous balls, as well as show-stopping Fantasy Fest Parade. Fantasy Fest is extending the time that... What is it, though? Is it just a parade? Okay, well, that's one of the cities. Key West at Fantasy Fest. Uh, I like how that rhymes. Um, Madison, Wisconsin. Yikes. Cold. Holy cold. It's not always cold in Madison. (laughs) I lived in that area. The warmth there, warm weather, warm weather that's not unbearingly like unbearably humid and nasty, is like seventy. I know, but then it gets um, unbearing, unbearing, unbearably, unbearably humid and humid nasty. And yeah. nasty. Uh, New Orleans, Mardi Gras makes sense. Yeah. Uh, New York City, you're right. Portland, mm-hmm. Oregon, again, Oregon, Portland. Love Portland. Uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, okay. South Miami Beach, Florida, on yeah, the beach. So as long as you're sense. on the beach, you can do it. Okay. Uh, and then Washington, D.C. So, uh, you know, when Hillary well, comes out of, the, uh, you know, whatever meeting she has with Congress, that's exactly what she does. Uh, same with Trump. He would take his shirt off and it would get together. They both look exactly the same. They're the same person. They're the same person. Um, and then it's also legal to be topless in public in the following countries. Canada. Um, and then they just never got around to adding more countries. So apparently Canada is the only country. Mm. Who runs this site? Well, Go topless.org. Who are you? The point of bringing that up was do the do these vice squad people, this morality squad, go around and... Find topless people? Yes. Probably not. Because it's not considered... Well, not in these cities, apparently. Yeah, but that wouldn't be... But if they were to be in, you know... Yeah, but Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, but that's not pornography. Which is ironic. That's not pornography, though. Because, wait, you can be topless in Las Vegas. Oh, you have to wear pasties. Yeah, but that's not pornography, though. That's how they get along. That's how they get away with it. Because their nipples aren't showing. No, 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 no. Pornography is not as defined, is. <sighs> More definitions. I'm not talking about pornography. I'm just talking about a quote unquote 
moral crime. Yeah. Some people, like, I'm sure there's some places, especially in the United States, like the Bible Belt, where it would be seen as a moral crime to be walking around naked. Yeah, but you're not walking around naked. You're walking around topless. Right, but so some that's, people that's... would probably some people would probably count, especially a woman, topless as quote unquote naked. Maybe uh, I mean I'm sure there are. I'm and, not like look. By the way, immoral. I'm not I'm not defending this. I'm just laying out like say say in your plausible circumstance here, you're bringing up this objective like this situation just to be objective. If you're in a city or you take your shirt off, it's, it wouldn't fall under anything, in my opinion, that would be in the actual direct jurisdiction of the vice squad. Because if you have a shirt off, well, you're not. There's those aren't sexual organs. Okay, and... maybe a better example is uh, you're taking shots at a at a on a patio at a restaurant somewhere, and you've had too many. Yeah, the vice squad is the one who comes up. Yeah, that's public intoxication. But the vice squad wouldn't come up. A cop would come up. Uh, well, I mean, I well, guess the who vice squad. is the vice unit? No one, no one knows really. Who are they? No one knows. Are they like Dwight Schrute? They are Dwight Schrute. The, I, that's what I'm thinking. Like the yeah. volunteer sheriff. There's one. No, you. I don't know why you keep. You better watch out, dude. They're gonna come after you. These guys are the most dangerous. Why? I have no vices. They're I get up at six forty-five, and that's how they would know. You'd be so easy because you wouldn't have any vices, and I, you just. I feel like I'm the type once. of person if I did something like wrong or illegal. I'd probably turn myself in. <laughs> Maybe. No. I don't no. believe you. No, you wouldn't. I'm just throwing no. them off my no. scent. Here's the thing. I don't believe you. I think you would get engaged within the illegal situation. You'd get engaged. Like, for example, like if you and I were to rob a bank mm-hmm. and we could get away with it mm-hmm. and no one would know, mm-hmm. I would have you be the getaway driver. Mm-hmm. I'd go and steal all the stuff. I'd come back out and I'd put the stuff in the car. And then you'd drive away before I got in the car because you would have put a tip in with the cops. <laughs> and then I would get arrested. But I'd get the away. money. <laughs> yes. So you'd be totally fine with engaging in e- illegality as long as you didn't take the fall. <laughs> you would make someone else for no reason at all the fall guy. Even if it was a 50 50 split, you would be like, meh, ah, meh, meh, I like him anyway. I'm not, not the best Bonnie to your Clyde, am I? You you are if Baby Driver if you were the main character of Baby Driver remember that movie I do that was a good movie if you're the main character of Baby Driver one you wouldn't be driving a Subaru you'd probably be driving like you know I don't know a Mini Cooper or some sort of electric vehicle um mm. two oh, you, uh, me showing up in a Prius a Prius yeah you'd you'd show up in like the most inconspicuous electric vehicle like a, like a like it doesn't an make any sound like, at all like makes no sound and you almost run over the people you're going in with because they didn't hear you show up um but you you would do that and then. You would just bail. You you would let them go in and steal all the shit. They'd be shooting the guns and everything, and then they come out, and you would just slowly, quietly drive away. You just you hear the hum of the engines, and you're just driving away. Mm. That's what you would do. And I'd have a free Prius. Yeah, and then you would never tell a soul, ever. <laughs> but if it was someone you would know, everyone would know. You are painting a very you're putting me in a poor light she is the most honest person i've ever met in my entire life she can't tell a lie i would tell i have tried to be i've tried to be a prankster doesn't work (laughs) i can't be a prankster she she can't be she can't be the yin to my yang in the prank world i just have so much virtue yes of course but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, it's these are very interesting. Dis- I mean, this is a relatively interesting discussion. I mean, we kind of just overlaid 
and outlined basically everything to do with vice and and virtue. And honestly, you know, I think I, I think humans are an interesting quandary. Um, again, you're getting emails. Um, emailing while podcasting, sleeping while podcasting, <laughs> chasing storms while podcasting. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting that we all collectively understand kind of what good things are virtues wise, you know, are, and what, you know, bad things are vice wise are. Um, and I, I mean, I guess it's just kind of a, a weird human quirk, I guess, mm. you know, cause I think this is purely maybe just purely from civilized society. I don't think it has anything to do and I could be wrong, but I don't think it has much to do with society that hasn't yet reached, you know. I, I, maybe that's an ignorant statement of mine. I, I'm not sure. That'd be actually be really interesting to see if that same kind of ideology applies in, you know, non-civilized society, you know? Yeah. Like, do you think the, the, what, what are those guys on the Sentinel Island, North Sentinel Island? Do you think they have anything to do with the vice or virtue there? I'm sure they have their own like sort of society and in, in, in and among themselves, even if it's a small group of people. I mean, you see that happen when, when small groups are like, in survival mode right like like you know i don't know some plane crash or some people are lost in the wilderness or something and they sort of take on their own society so i'm mm -hmm. guessing that on this island north sentinel island which is housed to quite a few natives who haven't really had much of any contact with anyone outside of their island at least in the past about 200 years very small brief contact and then when they did have contact you know there's some kidnapping and some death and some some sickness that happened so they really want nothing to do with anyone but i'm sure that they uh they may have the same sort of i don't know if it's exactly what we would say is virtuous in the traditional western world but some form of it among their group i don't know hmm. You know what? I do have a good quote from uh, Lady Elizabeth Bolin from the other Bolin girl. What the fuck is that? The Bolin. Oh, Bolin. Bolin. I thought you said bowling. No. Like, wow, the Bolin, the Bolin girl. girl. Wow, that's a new No, one. the Bolin sisters. You know, King Anne Henry VIII, yes. Anne Bolin. So we're going to quote her sister. Yes. Wasn't Anne Bolin terrible? Uh, no. Wait. No, uh, uh, no, I'm thinking of the 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 murderous lady that killed like You're thinking of uh, No, you're thinking of uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth Bathory. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of her for some reason. She murdered a lot of young women. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is um I think it's her sister. Is the lady Lady Elizabeth Bolin her sister? I don't know. You have a powerful contraption in front of you. We should probably <laughs> probably make sure that this is who we say as we've said before we are 100 percent of the time 60 percent of the time accurate on the wolf and bull uh very <laughs> very accurate here always oh, right no she always wasn't correct. her sister she was her mother i'm glad i checked that because like, what's that the difference sounds, back then kind of sounds wrong well anyway this is what she said when was it that people stopped thinking of ambition as sin and started thinking of it as a virtue Hey everyone, this is The Wolf speaking, wrapping up yet another episode of The Wolf and Bolt Podcast. We appreciate you spending your time with us, and we can't wait for you to hear our next episode. 
If you like what you heard, tell your friends and family, your neighbors, the local bartender, your doctor, your boss, and hell, you can even tell us. By leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can directly help build the Wolf and Bull cult. I mean, uh, the Wolf and Bull family. We can be found on most major podcasting platforms and social media. So what are you waiting for? Scoot on out of here and enjoy your day. But you should probably leave us a review first. But make sure to enjoy your day. But don't forget to leave us a review. Okay, bye.